0: Hey guys, so today's episode is in perfect succession to last week's episode, which was all about client respect, boundaries, things like that. And today we are talking about belief boundaries. And you guys, I'm so excited to share this with you because working on my own thought leadership as a coach and as a leader in this world, I thought of this concept and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And you probably already do it. So let's dive right in. Okay, so before I tell you what belief boundaries are, let's talk about why we set them. So when you first start your business, often, especially photographers, have to unlearn so many beliefs. And so some of the things that we work on when we're starting our business is we're working on just believing that it's possible for us, believing it's possible to get our first client, believing it's possible to make our first $1,000 or $3,000 sale, believing that we are deserving of money or that having money is safe or good and not evil. We work on believing that it's safe to put ourselves out there in the world and to market ourselves. We believe that we can produce work that other people will pay for when we just bought a camera and we know we're just some person who bought our first camera, right? And we're trying to work on the belief that like What we're producing is actually a value and it's actually art to other people. And we have to work on believing that people in our area will pay our prices and that there are people out there that are looking for the exact service that we offer. And we also have to work on believing that we can figure all of these things out, that we can learn how to shoot in a studio or outdoors. We can learn lighting. We can learn scheduling and Photoshop and just like all of the things we have to work on learning. So when we start out, we're unlearning all these beliefs about how, you know, you have to go to college to make money and uh, all of these nine to five and school beliefs and beliefs that our parents have passed down to us. And we're attempting to step into this entire new identity with all of these new fancy beliefs. And so it could be really, really different from what we have been in the past, from who we've been in the past. So belief boundaries are limits that you set. On what information you intentionally consume. That was a mouthful. <laughs> so to say it in simpler terms, it's you deciding ahead of time. I am not open to receive this information. That's not going to be aligned with what I'm trying to believe. Okay. And they're you deciding how you want to see the world and then creating a space around you. will you, you will see more evidence of that. Of that world that you're trying to create. There are limits on your time, your space, and your energy. So most of us are intentionally consuming all of the time, right? We will get in conversations with people and we'll just kind of like go down the road (laughs) of whatever the person is talking about, whether it be gossip or whatever. We'll get on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and just start scrolling, And I was talking to a friend about how we were saying, well, you could be consuming either way if you're like reading a book or if you're just on social media. And we were talking about how different it is to choose a book, to choose the subject and the author and what you want to read about versus when you're getting on social media. You have no clue what you're going to be seeing or the feelings that it's going to bring up for you or the beliefs that it's shaping in your own head by reading it, okay? So when we scroll, oftentimes we have no clue if we're gonna be reading about death or if we're gonna be reading about the politics or if somebody just got a new puppy, <laughs> we have no clue. So you might already have some belief boundaries around certain things. So one example might be like the news. You may have noticed that the news always is makes you feel negative. It always makes you feel like everything's going wrong in the world, that people are bad, that disasters are happening. And so you might choose not to watch the news. I know as a millennial, a lot of my generation doesn't watch TV news anymore. (laughs) We uh, are kind of against that, but my generation will still like read Twitter news or something. Okay. But you might just not consume any news at all. Or you might choose to only watch a certain platform that matches what you personally believe and what you agree with and what you want to hear. Or you might decide to limit your time spent reading any news. like So say you only check it in the morning and then you don't do any more news for the rest of the day. (laughs) Those are all forms of belief boundaries. They are you deciding that you don't want your brain to be full of information that makes you anxious and fearful. This is also really important because we as humans are kind of hooked and addicted to drama, right? Like, Some of us, we don't want to get into arguments. We're tired of hearing people argue about the same things, but a Facebook algorithm puts it at the top of our feed and we can't help but read through all of those comments of people disagreeing on the vaccine posts or (laughs) whatever it is, right? We are a little bit addicted to that. And an example of this is I went to the nail salon the other day and I had to wait for like a long time. (laughs) They made me wait like 20 minutes past my appointment. And I'm just sitting there and they have two TVs on with Dr. Phil. And you guys, I have not watched Dr. Phil since when I was a child and it was on in my home TV and it came on before Oprah. <laughs> so I I don't watch that stuff. I don't watch shows where people are like arguing and talking about drugs and all of the terrible things that can happen in your family, dysfunction. And I immediately felt like this terrible negative energy of just thinking about thinking about that world where you know on TV they're producing drama they're bringing out the drama because that's how their viewers watch keep watching their show and i immediately was like oh my gosh i want to leave because that's one of my boundaries is that i don't like consume that stuff anymore and i decided not to leave and i decided not to ask them to change the channel because i saw like other people were watching the show and i was like I don't think I can ask them to change the channel. So what happened, you guys, was that as time went on, I couldn't ignore the show because it was like on two different TVs. And when they sat me down, I was in the middle of the two TVs and they were just loud and on right next to me. So I just ended up getting into the episode and consuming it. (laughs) And the funny thing that happened was that I actually got past that first initial reaction where I felt really negative energy. And I felt myself be consumed in the drama of the show and buy into the story of the show. And so we're actually, as humans, we're kind of addicted to that, right? And we kind of want to buy into it. So we have to intentionally set those limits for ourselves, or we will end up just accidentally reading a lot of information that makes us feel bad that we don't want to consume. And so while we're not talking about this on a on a big scale of like news and politics and just the worldly events, we're talking about this in a business sense, you might already have some of these belief boundaries around all areas of your life. So if we zoom in on a business lens, this can look like when you are starting to try and believe that you can make money and believe that you can find clients and you find yourself on a Facebook group for photographers where people are complaining that nobody is buying because of COVID and you find your brain reading through all the comments and just building up evidence that people aren't buying, that the economy is down, that businesses are failing, that it's not going to work out. These are examples of where we start just consuming information that actually doesn't help us and doesn't help us reach our goal at all. So the way that this shows up in our businesses is that when you are trying to switch into a different identity everyone who already knew you as the old person is going to be like what is happening (laughs) and some people might do so in a well-meaning way and some people may have been telling you your whole life that you're just not good enough and you're not doing a good enough job and they might continue to remind you that you're probably not going to get anywhere and so we're talking about all ends of the spectrum here And we're also talking about friend groups, right? Friend groups and the way that people talk about business owners and the way that people think about money. And if the people around you are just spending so much time hammering in the ideas that rich people are bad and that people are ripping other people off when they're charging luxury prices, all of these ideas are going to be conflicting with the ideas that you need to believe to have a successful business. And my solution to this is belief boundaries. And so these are really important to differentiate between regular boundaries because regular boundaries are permanent and they always need to be honored and they protect you from being abused and taken advantage of. Like the if somebody can't punch you, right? That's a boundary that would never change. It's very firm. And today's topic, belief boundaries, are just a temporary boundary to protect your belief. They're to nurture the new identity that you are coming into. And they protect you while you're still susceptible to believing the old things. I'm gonna dive a little bit deeper into what's behind this. So, one thing that we always do, that I always do with my clients, is we take responsibility for our own thoughts and feelings. So, for example, if somebody tells us that we are never going to amount to anything and we're worthless, while obviously that would be really rude and mean to say to somebody, it's ultimately our choice if we believe that or not. It's ultimately in our power. And that's amazing that we have that power because it means people can't control us. People cannot choose our beliefs for us. And we always have the power to choose to believe whatever we want. One example I've heard used before is that if somebody said to you, I hate your pink hair, that wouldn't bother you unless you actually had pink hair, which that example probably doesn't apply to you. But it's the idea that somebody can't bother us or hurt us or bring us down in our belief when we don't have that belief, when we truly do not believe what they're saying to us. Right, so if somebody told me that they hate my pink hair, I'd just be like, okay, you're confused. I don't know what you're talking about. And it wouldn't really hurt me and it wouldn't bring me down because there wouldn't be any truth to it. While we are always taking responsibility for our own beliefs, we also get to choose to only input information into our brain that aligns with what we want to believe. Okay, so our brain is like a machine, it's like a computer it takes what we truly think and believe on a deep subconscious level and it's always finding evidence for that it's called confirmation bias right and oftentimes we are just stuck in between where we want to be in our identity and what we actually believe we're going from being the old person that we were who couldn't do things who couldn't make money who never finished anything right all of our old thoughts about ourselves And then we're going into the new identity and who we want to be and there's that cognitive dissonance there where we're very uncomfortable and we're stuck in between trying so hard to believe something but not quite believing it yet and part of us are just stuck in the old identity so i believe that minimizing your contact through these belief boundaries with this negative information can be really helpful to you. So it's a time where you're more susceptible to somebody saying something to you and you still believing it and you letting it bring you down and you using it as evidence that you can't do something that's not possible for you. The amazing part about this is that there is a place where you can get so far into the other side of your belief that it doesn't bother you anymore when people tell you negative things. And you see it more as a reflection of their beliefs and their identity. And the way that you know if you're what place you're in is that if it feels a lot more emotionally charged, you're still buying into what people are saying. If you still feel like things are getting to you, if they're hurting you, if it feels like people are being mean to you, that means that there's a little bit of you still being in that old identity. And there's nothing wrong with that. But- That's a place where you might want to limit your contact with people or you might want to limit the amount of time that you spend on those topics or the amount of time you spend in those spaces. One particular belief boundary that I had to honor was when I was coming of age and trying to form my own opinions about money and about friendship and people in the world and just all the ways that I see the world. And I used to get so upset with my dad because he has some different viewpoints than me. And I felt like they were hurting me and not helping me. And whenever I would talk to him, he would just keep telling me these things and saying the things that he believed. And it would I would feel like they just brought me down and I would feel so overwhelmed by them. Like I couldn't escape the negative energy. And I even found a voice memo in my phone from years ago when this used to really bother me. And I had talked about how I just can't be around the energy and it's just so frustrating. And it was really cool to see it from the place that I'm in right now, which is that I had, I gave myself the space and time to overcome these things for myself to build my own beliefs. And now I'm so strong in those areas of my belief that it no longer bothers me if people don't agree with me. That's how you know that you're on the other side of it. And so now when I see him talking, I'm like, well, that's his worldview. And of course we have confirmation bias, right? So if he believes those things, then he truly sees that happen in the world in front of him because that's the lens through which he's viewing the world. So you start to see people that you may have deemed negative before, and you start to see them as just, those are their beliefs. And these are mine and they're allowed to have theirs and they don't have to change mine. But for me, I really had to go through that period of time where some of our conversations were limited. Some topics were off the table. We couldn't talk about them because I would be stepping into a new thing, but not quite there yet. And then I would just slide back down into the old belief. Lastly, if you're looking for a Facebook group that will help your growth I've created that for photographers and I created my group. It's called money freedom for photographers with the intention of really normalizing, talking about money, talking about sales and having a really positive attitude about what's possible in the industry. Not any of this, like, Oh, we're, we're never going to make it (laughs) and we're all starving artists mentality. Right. And so in my group, there's the standard of you can totally show up and have your doubts and have your feelings and you can, Always, you're always welcome to have that. And all of us will have that as humans, right? So it's not so much that you never feel bad and you never are negative, but it's more just like having the attitude of being open to solutions, being open to understanding that your brain chatter might not be 100% correct, <laughs> that your doubts might, might not be 100% correct. Like it might be possible for you to do things that your brain doesn't believe is possible right now. So just, I encourage you to join that and show up in there and be really authentic and be open to the coaching that you get from me and from your peers. And as always, that link is in the show notes if you want to join. So I really encourage you to start to notice all of the information that you're allowing into your brain and decide on purpose, whether you want to keep letting that into your psyche, (laughs) whether it matches up right now with who you're trying to be. And I give you permission to say no to some of these conversations and to turn off your phone sometimes and to leave Facebook groups that aren't serving you and to just not put those things into your head when you're already in a place where you might still be susceptible to believing them. We can't. 100% control the world around us. Like the Dr. Phil example, sometimes Dr. Phil is going to be on the TV and you can't turn it off. But we can control so much of what's going into our brain and we can start to limit a lot of things. And I guarantee it will make a huge difference in your life and how fast your business grows. So that's all I have for you today. Get on the Facebook group. Let me know what some of your belief boundaries are or what you're going to set in motion. And I will talk to you next week. If you're ready to do this work for yourself and your business, I invite you to coach with me one-on-one. We will spend six months turning you into the person who knows how to create whatever results you want in your life and business. You can sign up for your free consultation at the link in the show notes. And if you're enjoying the podcast, you will love our free Facebook community called Money Freedom for Photographers. You can find it by searching for the group on Facebook or also linked in the show notes. We'll see you in there.